Yo, what's going on? My name is Terry Tam, and this is Weekly Sauce episode. I think it's 12. Not sure what it is. Uh, this episode, like every other episode, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com. Uh, the best rubs in town, the best sauce, everything. Uh, you can't get anything better than what they offer. Um, Mike's BBQ, the rubs are unfucking believable. They're so fucking good. I used it on the ribs. Uh, I sprayed a little, I peppered a little bit on my chicken wings. It was unbelievable. The ghost bourbon sauce is sick. So if you want to take advantage of their sauces and their rubs, Hot Sauce 10 gives you 10% off on all their individual bottles. Um, again, that's Hot Sauce 10. It gives you 10% off. Uh, the thing that I like about uh, Mike's, and I think Alex, you like it too, is that it's just it's just too fucking good like you can't pass like it's such a unique taste to it you know what i mean and uh i think that they they hit the mark um so again it's hot sauce 10 just go to mike's bbq rub mtl.com put hot sauce 10 for your uh, your discount on checkout and don't forget to rub your meat this episode is specifically weekly episode 12 specifically we're going to be talking about the ufc 252 my name is terry tam and i'm with alex the intern corleone what's going on alex um i was a bit mad because fucking kfc fucked up my order but other than that i'm good <laughs> how did kfc fuck up your order well first of all well anyways because we ordered three uh boxes the buckets and one famous bo- yeah yeah no yeah. no bucks actually meal boxes oh, okay okay so, so it comes with like the coleslaw and the macaroni salad yeah exactly okay so there um and my wife took a, a famous bowl. Mm. Anyways, so we come back home and there's only two boxes and the famous bowl. So my fucking box wasn't there. So Awful. she called the manager and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> yeah, she pretty much uh, yelled at the manager. <laughs> and, she, the, and the manager told us, hey, come back and we'll give you a free box. So they anyways, should have delivered it to you. Long- uh, they, they wouldn't deliver, so... No, that's a shame. KFC, man. I haven't had KFC in a while. I feel like in Montreal, KFC is kind of dying down. I don't know. Yeah, Montreal, I think I've only seen, like, two, three KFCs. There's a few. Uh, there's one close by my house here. There's one close by my house where I lived in St. Laurent, where I grew up. Uh, there's one in Westmount, right? Yeah, there's a Somewhere few. There's a few around. I'd say I probably know of ten locations in and around Montreal, but it's not. Uh, some of them have closed. I know there was the one in the West Island that I used to go to that's closed. Uh, but I've always been a KFC guy. I like the chicken sandwiches there. But I haven't tried, and you're lucky for this because I haven't tried chicken fillet. So for me, <laughs> I gotta try chicken fillet. Absolutely. Chicken fillet. I call it, keep on about chicken fillet. Chick fillet. Sorry, I apologize. So uh, this best. weekend, this weekend we had UFC 252. Uh, headlines was uh, heavyweight championship Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. Also, we had uh, Sean Sugar uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley going up against Marlon Cheeto Vera. We had a bunch of other good fights on the card. Um, I liked the card, man. Top to bottom was a lot of good fights. Even the fights that didn't. It didn't end in uh, KOs or submissions where ended up being pretty fucking good. Um, what did you think about the card and what was your favorite fight? Um, at first, uh, I was looking at the card. I'm like, eh, other than Stephen Cormier, it, this, this is nowhere near UFC 251 cards. 
but two fifty one was good. It also impressed. Really it was it was a, it was interesting. Uh, freaking Merab uh, Dvalishvili. Oh I yeah. Really, he was a beast from the beginning to the end, uh, and I think he can be a really good contender uh, for later on. I think uh, if he continues improving his fights and keep keep and keeps on putting on the the Ws, I think he can get a title shot uh, next or next year or in, or in two years. Who knows? But I think he. I think he does deserve a title shot. A title uh, shot right now? That, he, he hasn't fought anybody in the top ten. Exactly. Um, oh yeah, exactly. I'm not saying now. I'm saying. Like oh okay. Okay. Yeah, year, yeah, for sure. In a in a year or two. Yeah. Like we we, we never know. Depends but on how many times he, he fights. He's fought like four times this year. So. Yeah, that's a lot. Um. Uh, other than that, Daniel Pineda KO against uh, Herbert Burns. That was a shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, I was 100% convinced uh, Burns was going to win. It's uh, tough when you're the, the little brother. Yeah, tough. <laughs> he's obviously not no he's uh, he's no Gilbert Burns, but you know I fought still a good fighter. Fa- I, I I fought family genes run through the family, but <laughs> well, look at look not, at the history not, of brothers in the UFC. Uh, so now we're talking about the Burns brothers, Diaz. Who's better, Nick or Nate? Nick for uh, me. Nick, Nick, Nick. Who's Nick. better, uh, Jim Miller or Cole Miller? Jim. Older brother. Uh, Joe Lozon or his brother, I forgot his name. Um... Uh, I haven't watched much of uh, Joe Lozon. Anyway. Oh, Joe Lozon was sick. Joe, anyway, either way, Joe Lozon had a better career. When Whenever there's a brother, it's always the older one that's a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, so you, you thought Burns was going to win. Panetta, crazy KO. I think he dominated him for the first round, for the for the entire fight, that as however long it lasted. Yeah. Um, Sh- Sean O'Malley, but we're, but we're going to touch that subject yeah. later on. Uh, that fight was... Anyways, we'll talk about it <laughs> later. And uh, Stephen Cormier, I was I was expecting more fireworks uh, for DC's last fight. DC, he, he put up a show, but mm-hmm. I f- I feel like he could have done better. But I think his age uh, caught up to him. So. DC, you had you had a wonderful uh, wonderful career, and uh, yeah, there's no shame. Uh, I f- for for someone who's 41 years old, he put up a good fight. For uh, yeah, a 40 year old guy who's been fighting as long as he has, he's for sure put up a really good fight. Um, my thing with DC is that um, there's always been that hint of retirement. You know what I mean, and I'll we'll, I'll, we'll go through it right now. UFC 252. Uh, this this past weekend, we saw Stephen Miocic uh, retain his title against Daniel Cormier. Uh, Daniel Cormier, one of my favorite fighters of all time, man. I mean, this guy for me is king of the grind. Uh, what he's done for the sport, um, I think, is unmatched. Uh, I could put him in my top three heavyweights of all time for sure, which we'll talk about later as well. Um, but Stipe, man, Stipe is. 
He's a grinder, just like DC is, and I think he had a little bit more. What was surprising for me in that fight was that's how thin Stipe was, and I thought it would be to his disadvantage, but it ended up being to his advantage. He was able to take more shots. I mean, Stipe is not known to have a good chin, but he ate a few shots. Um, he looked good. He didn't get tired. Uh, he never slowed down. Usually, you see Stipe slow down a little bit. Uh, we saw Daniel Cormier slow down in the third round, but that's something that the announcer said that he likes to do. He likes to um, take the third round off and kind of regain all his energy for the fourth and fifth. Um, I gave the first round to DC. I think that's clear. Um, Un- absolutely. Yeah, second round Stipe, third round Stipe. Uh, the fourth round was kind of a toss-up. The fifth round, I had it for DC. And then when I saw the numbers, um, I was like, okay, Stipe won that round. So now it's like, who won the fourth round? If you had to pick somebody. And I bet on DC, so I had a little bit of a bias. I was like, I think DC did enough in that round to win. So I can understand if judges had given, if it was a split decision. uh, But I think the right call was made. Uh, The only thing that sucks is that DC got poked in his eye, tore his retina in the fourth round. So I don't know if, I mean, I think that we would have seen a completely different Daniel Cormier in the fifth round if he was able to see properly. Because he was still doing uh, decent damage and good work. So for me... Seeing Daniel Cormier not be able to see properly, uh, not throwing punches because he's scared of the counter. Uh, It it was a little unfortunate and it sucks, but uh, I think we saw the real heavyweight champ that night. I think we did. Yeah, absolutely. I think Stipe stepped up. Um, I think that weight loss actually came as an advantage to Mm -hmm. him uh, instead of an inconvenience. I felt like he was sharper in his movements. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, Stipe, those two eye pokes have been really uh, spoken a lot in a lot of MMA groups uh, and on Facebook. <laughs> I've seen people insult, well, not insult, but like attack Stipe, saying, "Hey, you're you're an eye poker. You're eye poker champion." The only thing is that the ref didn't see it. If the ref saw it, DC would have had enough time. Doctor would have come in. He wouldn't have been able to be able to see from his eye. Doctor would have called the fight, and DC would have won. You know what I mean? And then we would have been screwed out of a a proper finish. You know what I mean? So I think it's better that we see it this way. Uh, I think DC also is like, listen, I want to make sure that you guys, that, that, I, that I get the right... Um, like, I don't want to win on a technicality, you know? And I think that DC wouldn't want to win on a technicality. Um, so I like the fact... I mean, he obviously was upset, but I think it's good that he continued fighting. And uh, I like the fight, man. It was a really good fight. I'm a big fan. I loved it as well. Stipe showed a lot, well. man. Yeah. Uh, he threw a lot of punches, Stipe. He did. Uh it was a close fight. Well, not. Yes, in a sense. Uh, I it was either 3 2 DC... or 4 1. Yeah. I, I, I've seen DC throw some really good punches, uh, mm-hmm. and Stipe had a really good chin. Yeah. Uh, so What's uh, next for Stipe? Yeah. What's next? What's next? So, Stipe, there's only two options. I don't see any other option. Well, in terms of fighting. 
Mm-hmm. So either the 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 super mega fight against John Jones. If well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't does, be a super fight anymore because John Jones would be going up to heavyweight. So it's not a super fight. Well, well, it will be a super fight because John Jones has a track record. So, well, <laughs> the term super fight means that your two people are meeting like at a catch weight. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a fight between two different weight classes. That's what that's kind of the mentality there. Uh, okay. I just think it's as My John de- Jones going into heavy becoming heavyweight now. Fuck it. Okay. Well. For me, a super fight was two superstars making a fight happen, just like I don't know, uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao. That was a super fight, <laughs> but um, Mayweather and Pacquiao, uh, no, they were fighting at the same weight class. I, I know, but I'm trying to say there's a super fight because there's superstars, okay, okay, but um, so yeah. I think they're gonna try hard to get John Jones against Stipe. Yeah, and if that doesn't happen, I believe Stipe is gonna give a rematch to Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou is the only other fight in the guys that are in the weight class now that makes sense. Uh, other than that, who would be Curtis Blades, uh, Rosenstruck? Um, I can't think of any other heavyweight that I would name. The- those are the two only, and and Stipe beat both of them. Oh, Derek so. Lewis! I, I was actually saying this, Derek Lewis, especially after his win this week, last week, he should be fighting Ngannou for the number one contender shot. Remember that last fight they fought? How fucking boring it was! There was like five shots thrown total because they were both scared to get knocked out. I think Ngannou yeah. versus Derek Lewis right now because they both improved so much. I think that's a really good fight to make. Um, I really hope that they do that as a number one contender spot. Uh, John Jones fights Stipe. Winner of that would fight the winner of Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. Um, and yeah, and then we see what happens from there. I think that would be the ultimate scenario right now for the UFC to do. And and especially with Ngannou, I'm not sure if you if you noticed, but he has three straight first round KO wins. Yeah, exactly. He, he he's annihilated on a, on, Rosenstruck. He, annihilated him. And I thought Jarzinho was gonna what was gonna put up a fight against yeah, him. So and no, he got fucking knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And and Gan was on a hot streak, so watch out uh, if he if he ever gets a rematch with Stipe, watch out. So we just mentioned before how John Jones is going to heavyweight. Uh, he vacated the light heavyweight championship, so he is no longer the light heavyweight champ, uh, which means that Jan Blakovic and probably Dominic Reyes will fight for the belt. Um, John Jones going up to heavyweight was always something that was very interesting to me. Uh, I thought he would do it as a catchweight super fight kind of thing where uh, he would fight Dayo Cormier, Ngannou, Stipe, whoever it was, to be the double champ. Um, but for him vacating his title, I think it says a lot about where he is in his life, how he's a lot older. It's harder for him to cut weight. Um, he tweeted today. He's like, I'm going to be watching with a cheeseburger in my hand, you know, like things like that. I think that going to heavyweight is good for him. He'll probably fight like at 225, 230, because that's what usually he walks around at. Uh, I don't think he's going to put on that much weight. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Because I think that right now, the way he is, is perfect for heavyweight. He's long. He's got the longest reach in the UFC. Um, 
him versus Francis Ngannou will be very interesting to me. I was actually in a conver- I was having a conversation with my buddy, and he was saying how he thinks Ngannou would beat him. I said, I don't think Ngannou has a chance against John Jones because uh, and Stipe either. Not that they don't have a chance. Obviously, they do. They're tough guys. But I think that John Jones, the distance that he creates, uh, his creativity uh, is too is too much for these guys to handle. Stipe, uh, everything has to be perfect for him to win. You know what I mean? Everything has to work out his way, where John Jones doesn't let that happen. Yeah, John Jones tends to really take control of the ring. Um, I know he's a really, really great um, martial artist. Uh, One of the best. The problem that I always have with John Jones, and it's, it's, it's mental, okay? Yeah. But... I just can't go get over the fact that he was on drugs. I mean, you know, well, steroids, steroids. Yeah. So I'm not sure how to, to view him personally, because mm-hmm. after being busted with uh, steroids, I could little I legit saw a difference in his fights. You did? I saw, I saw him a little bit less dominant. I saw him not um being the dominant fighter he was uh all his i believe all his fights went to you to to decisions other than uh, other than um what's his face the third cormier uh, fight the third cormier fight yeah i don't, I don't think he was on steroids for that fight he was on yeah. steroids for the second fight where he knocked him out i don't think he was on steroids again Anyway, either way, but I, I do see what you're saying, though, because even against OSP, after his long comeback, he came back and he looks a little soft. Uh, he didn't look great. Dominic Reyes didn't look great. I think the age is getting to him. And the light and the heavyweight division is where older guys tend to do well. Like you, you rarely see uh, a 22 year old heavyweight champ. You know what I mean? You rarely see anybody below 30 basically being a heavyweight champ. It's always guys over 30, guys with like man strength, uh, guys that have been at it for a long time, seasoned vets. I think JDS was the youngest heavyweight champ that we had in the UFC. Um, he was about uh, 24, yeah. 25 when he got the belt. So I think that uh, being older, being wiser, understanding what how not to take damage is where the, is where the heavyweight division is, and that's where John Jones is at this point. I like the move to heavyweight. Um, I think he'll do fucking damage in the heavyweight. I don't see anybody beating him in heavyweight. I really don't. Other than Stipe. Stipe mm. could... The thing is, Stipe wants to wrestle you or box you. He's not going to be able to get into range with John Jones to box. So John Jones is going to be able to win that. When you talk about wrestling, John Jones does not get taken down. It just doesn't happen. Um, I don't think John Jones will shoot for a takedown like DC did in the first round. I think John Jones will stand and kickbox and use his distance with his legs and things like that. So that's where I feel like Stipe has the, uh, where John Jones has the advantage uh, because of his reach. His reach is so fucking long, man. He has the longest I've ever seen. I think he has the longest reach in UFC history. I really do. Longer than Ngannou. Yeah, well, his nickname Bones is not for nothing, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Yeah, he's a monster when it comes to fucking reach. He is. Uh, we also saw uh, Sean O'Malley um, lose in a disappointing way against Cheeto Vera. 
what did you think about the way the fight ended? Um, let me know. So, I thought Sean O'Malley, or Sean O'Malley looked great uh, at the start. Uh, I felt like he... I honestly thought he had that in, 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 in the bag. You know, I thought the uh, DK was coming, is coming up. Yeah. So, and then I see Sean O'Malley twist his fucking ankle. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought it was a move. I, was, I didn't. I didn't know it was an injury, but the actual injury after the fights. So so there was so there, so there's this YouTube video showing how uh, Marlon Vera injured mm-hmm. uh, Sean O'Malley's leg. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Yeah. So it's at that point I'm like. Okay, so Sean O'Malley didn't injure himself. Yeah, he people think in- that O'Malley fell he on got- his foot and he got injured. Yeah, he actually got injured. Yeah, by by Marlon Vera's leg. So Marlon Vera uh, blocked a kick and it broke Sean O'Malley's foot. And then exactly. uh, the video that went around that went viral that everybody thought is the reason why is because he couldn't put pressure on his foot anymore. So his his toes rolled and he fell down. Um, I think Herb Dean made the right call. Uh, I felt like Sean O'Malley was just trying to get out of the round and see what was going on. Uh, yeah, he was looking at the clock. Yeah, he wanted to get out of the round, <laughs> talk to his coaches and see what's going to happen. I feel, and knowing Sean O'Malley and following him everywhere, I think that he would... I don't think he would have fought if he went to the round. I think he would have sat and thrown in the towel. I think he would have... Because he's very I, into, he's, he always talks about longevity. I want to be doing this forever. I want to do all. I want to. I want to be the guy, and uh, I think he knows that he's gonna have to take one or two losses to end up being that guy. It would be great to be undefeated. Uh, well, John Jones technically not undefeated, but it it would be great to be a guy like John Jones where you can kill everybody for so long. Uh, but I think Sean O'Malley is a smart fighter. Uh, in no way there was the whole Sean O'Malley hype train. I don't know about you, Alex, but I believe i'm still on the hype train i don't think it ever stopped uh i'm sold on sean o'malley and i hope he comes back and i want to see him fight cheeto vera again because cheeto vera right now is acting like as if he did this crazy thing that nobody thought he would do listen you won the fight respects to that but it's it's not as if he dominated him or he ko'd him with a head kick like he's acting as if he did something spectacular Exactly. He he was very cocky after the fight. Yeah, I hate um, it. Well, well, you know, you, you want to fight, so yeah, whatever. You you get yeah pumped, yeah get pumped. Yeah, you sure. get pumped, obviously, and also you get pumped because you beat uh, UFC's new. Um, how can I how can I explain His what's new uh, project new, protege uh, new uh, new um, protege milking cow <laughs> milking cow. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> New milking cow for the UFC, so so I feel like that's how he felt. Oh, I beat the milking cow, so I want to be the new milking cow. So, whatever. But I also feel like I'm just like I'm just like you. I feel like Sean O'Malley will be just fine. Uh, I feel like he's gonna take a good six month rest at least. I'm not sure. Well, it depends uh, on when the surgery happens. Yeah, exactly. Depends on exact uh, pro uh, diagnosis. Um, so yeah, I do feel like Sh- Sh- Sean O'Malley will be back. Uh, he has he has a good technique. He's a he's a great puncher. Um, so I have no doubt that he's gonna be back. 
Good, man. I mean, I hope that Sean O'Malley and Cheeto Vera fight again. Um, I don't know what we next for Sean O'Malley now, now that he has the loss on his record. I don't know what the UFC um, is looking for with him. I felt like he was maybe two fights away from a title shot. Uh, now he might be three, four fights away from a title shot. Like I said, I'm still sold. I'm in on Sean O'Malley. Uh, I think it's great. I don't think that this fight takes anything away from him. Shit happens. Uh, he'll make oh. a full recovery and smoke a lot of weed while he does it. And, and what did you think of, of Cody Garbrandt's tweet after the injury? Yeah, he so said some like, of us... Some guys are made for war. Listen. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Cody, <laughs> I, I'm a huge Cody guy. Cody does go to war. He really does. Um, but he's also well, been at the opposite end of the war. You know, at the wrong end of war three times. So, uh, Cody is a, um, he's a warrior, man. He's a warrior. He goes at it. I just don't know some why someone is has the nerve to say that after being KO'd three straight times. Three straight times by saucers. Another thing is that he's already fighting yeah, for the yeah. belt. So for him, like why why go after Sean O'Malley now? Like what you're go you're gonna you have a potential chance at winning the belt. You have the title shot. Why go after Sean O'Malley who is now three fights away from a title shot? Um, yeah, I think that was the wrong move to make for Cody Garbrandt. Uh, I think that he's been uh, he won his last fight and it was a great way to win. But I don't know. I think that Cody Garbrandt maybe he should have taken a step back on this one. No Twitter fingers because uh, you're punching down. You know, you're not punching up. It's like it's like John Jones going after fucking uh, uh, start tweeting at. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a light heavyweight that I can't be like Jared Cannonier. You know what I mean? That's pretty much the same thing at this point. Um, so, yeah, so you actually brought up a good point. Who are the top five heavyweights of all time? All right, so here's my list, but I, but I'm also going to uh, give an, a, uh, an honorable, honorable mention for sure. number six. So, number one, uh, I have Fedor. Mm hmm. For MMA, uh, number two, Stipe. Number okay. three, DC. Mm -hmm. Number four, Antonio Nogueira. Mm -hmm. Big knock. And number five. Who did I have a number five? Kane. Who? Kane Velasquez. Yeah, exactly. Kane Velasquez. Kane Velasquez. And, and number six, the honorable mention was. Um, Randy Couture. Okay, so the, all great. Uh, you're missing one guy that won everything at heavyweight except for the UFC, and it's Alistair Overeem. So my top five go like this. Stipe, number one. Even though I prefer DC, I think Stipe is number one. He's done the most at the toughest uh, in the toughest organization. Uh, number two, I'm going with uh, Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem, the reason why he's won everything other than the UFC belt, and he's had his chances at the UFC, and he's still fighting, and he's still knocking guys out. You know what I mean? He was destroying Rosenstruck. He got caught with a punch. He was beating Ngannou. He got caught. All it is is that his chin is gone. Number three, I'm going Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez, if it wasn't for the neck injuries, destroys everybody on the planet. On the fucking planet, Cain Velasquez is unbelievable. Number four... Am I at number four already? So I had... Yeah. This is number four. So number four, I'm going DC. 
and number five i'm going fedor the reason why i'm going dc over fedor is that dc when he was in strike force um did it in a short period of time but absolutely mauled people and he did the same thing when he came here look who he beat he beat lewis he beat ingano he beat stipe you know what i mean so to me dc should be up there uh fedor was picking choosing his fights um i like your uh your number four which is big nog i think he's a very underrated uh heavyweight i think he was one of the best of all time for sure um i was even considering putting frank mir in there you know frank mir is a guy I, who I'd, i've always I'd, liked i'd say he would be in, in the top 10 but yeah, i'd be like sure. number seven number eight nine yeah randy couture should be in there also uh but he had a short stint at heavyweight um it was at the time where if you were heavyweight you're fighting a light heavyweight and up and down kind of thing um yeah. so yeah so the thing about heavyweights is that who have you beaten because your 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 shelf life is so short so it's who have you beaten and how long did you were you uh in the win column that's why you have to look at heavyweights that's why when i looked at it i said okay person that's been in the win column the longest right now is stipe uh that's why he's number one for me and the, the well, fact that look, he has the, he has you, the most you, title belts you look at fedor he has a shit ton of wins uh he's but who in, are they against and i went in their career that's that's what you have to look at with Fedor. Fedor is great. You can't. I'll never deny the guy's great, but I'm looking at who he fought when he fought them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so tough in a because, sense. Go ahead. And yeah, in a sense, you're right. But the reason why I'm putting him number one is because he, first of all, revolutionized the heavyweight division for me mm -hmm. and also uh longevity Lun longevity longevity yeah exactly that's my words he, he uh, did have a long career and he fought in he, many different organizations other than ufc um fedor is in there should be in everybody's top five if he's not in your yeah. top five then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> yeah exactly it means that you just watch the ufc you don't watch any pride or anything like that that's what that's what it means um that's it buddy 30 minutes classic as usual on time uh that was weekly sauce episode 12 with terry tam and alex d'anto corleone don't forget this episode is brought to you by mike's bbq rub mtl.com use hot sauce 10 for 10 percent off on all your individual bottles and don't forget to rub your meat uh next uh, we'll probably i mean uh, i didn't mention at the beginning but we had a uh, a malfunction a tech a tech issue with uh marco d'amico we had him on last week we talked some habs uh we'll probably have him on tomorrow or the day after uh to talk about it again it was a great episode uh it's on me i fucked it up i don't know what happened uh this is why i'm not a producer this is why we need eagle at all times uh so we'll have yeah, marco on again he was awesome yeah we're gonna have a longer episode uh with marco because i feel like we're gonna cover the first round now a bit exactly and we're gonna yeah we're gonna jump into more in depth but yeah we, we should have a 40 45 minute episode with marco perfect all right buddy thanks again this episode is brought to you by mike's bbq rub mtl.com go there on checkout use hot sauce 10 for 10 percent off on all individual bottles peace